This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. You're on the free breakfast. It's 8.11am and on the line now we have Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. So we have some bittersweet uh, discussion to have today about COVID-19, but let's start with the good news, and that is how well Super Saturday went in Hamilton. Yes, well, it did go well, didn't it? I'm very proud of Hamiltonian's efforts to get out to those vaccination stations. Um, There was 10,000 across Waikato, and I understand a large amount of those, of course, came from Hamilton. So that's a significant portion of the people in the country who went uh, that day, really. Um, so uh, we would have had uh, good representation, I guess, and um, good uptake of Super Saturday. Yeah, I think we did have good uptake. We had so many centres around the uh, around the city, heaps of good incentives. You know, wherever you went, you were getting you know, a grocery voucher or a goodie bag or spot prizes and you know the feel of the I went to several of the vaccination centres just at distance of course to shout out to the staff and say thank you and um, the the vibe was really good it was really lovely to see Um, that that, of course uh, has lifted our vaccination rates but we're still lower than we have to be for whatever the magical vaccination rate for for more freedom is uh, you know, it's been it's been ninety percent or thereabouts, and other experts talk about ninety five percent, which seems like a big stretch to me. Mm, I, I guess for Hamilton businesses and businesses around the country in general, taking off relatively early in terms of the um, restrictions being lifted. Yes, yes. I think we're at a point, and this is what I have been saying with the health board and others uh, who I have influence or conversation with. Um, we're, we're really at that point where we need some certainty. Uh, we've been in a horrible limbo land where we go, oh, another three days in level three. Oh, another three level six. Oh, we're in level two. No, we're back to level three. And it goes on like that, and it's very disheartening for people because they're unable to kind of make any sense or plan from that. So I do think as a nation, uh, having a huge boost to vaccinations, we need to now see this and this, this action plan that's coming out on Friday from the government and understand it. Does, do we think we would all be able to enjoy Christmas with our friends and family? Will retail be able to open uh, pre-Christmas? That kind of thing will help people plan and also, you know, give us a sense of confidence and optimism in where we're heading. Because mm, this is the the problem that the UK faced last year, isn't it? Basically, mm. they had to pull out all the stops when it came around to Christmas time because otherwise the effect on people's mental health and on their consumption and contribution to the community was going to be so severely affected. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's two things at play there. There's the ability for businesses to survive through those periods and there is the mental and social, cultural well-being of people um, you know, I'm no expert on that, but we've seen plenty of psychologists such as Nigel Latter talking about the effects of COVID, and they're well known. You find anyone out there who hasn't had a few days where they've absolutely struggled with being in lockdown, and some people, of course, are hard, doing it harder than others. 
I mean, even I've had my days of feeling, you know, kind of quite the think of being locked in all the time and not being able to see my family. Um, but, uh, but you know, look, I live with my husband. I have good company with, with Greg. I am, my mother's in my bubble, so I don't have to worry about her. She's she's taken care of, and she 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 recently had a significant birthday, which we had to celebrate digitally. So there's some interesting things that go on with life. But I know there's people living on their own who don't speak to anyone else almost days on days on end. There are people in family situations which aren't as comfortable for them as you know even downright dangerous for them. We, we know that places like the Woman's Refuge are under huge pressure, the night shelter, all of that kind of thing happens, but it's unseen. And so, you know, look, it becomes a time where we do have to consider that the world isn't the way it was before. And let's investigate new ways of living and getting on with life with different types of restrictions, with different types of freedoms um, to reinvent and to some extent, the UK has done that, but some countries have done better at reinventing themselves than others. And I think we really like the Scandinavian countries. I mean, they'll have events, but they've devised all kinds of fancy ways of making sure you can have an event and put people into pocket tents and, you know, um, they use fencing and perspex shields to make sure that people are safe. They do that in restaurants. You would have seen, like I have, these, these amazing little street-side restaurants with perspex barriers, so, you know, groups don't mingle. Uh, perhaps it is time to start thinking differently. Definitely in Hamilton, I think we are lucky we're in an advantageous position, aren't we, where we have the ability to craft our response and our security against COVID-19 compared to even just up the road in Auckland where it pretty much is in every suburb and every little corner of Auckland now. Uh, you, you are not, yes. you are not uh, away from the virus wherever you are in Auckland. So we are extremely lucky here we in Hamilton. We are lucky and we have those wonderful public spaces, green spaces, parks and all kinds of things to get out into the fresh air. Uh, I think that, and I had a lot of commentary on social media yesterday because I was saying, how come uh, we're in a higher level of lockdown than Auckland is now? But, but and I had to um, ask MP Jamie Strange, I saw a really good explanation on his page. And, and the, um, the fact of the matter is we do have a chance to eradicate COVID entirely from Hamilton at this point in time. We're not in Auckland situation, so we're not in the situation of controlling the spread so it's slow enough for health, health um, authorities to deal with. We're in, can we get rid of it from Hamilton altogether? And so that is why we're on the extreme level three. We're not in level four, so we should be grateful for that. But um, I do think be honest and I, I'm always trying to be encouraging and positive about this, I do see some slippage with um, compliance with level three rules. And the level three playgrounds are closed. Public spaces where you may walk with others along the riverside, for example, or in a in a local park, you're still supposed to keep your physical distance from people outside of your bubble. That's your two meter distance. You're also required to wear a mask um, when you're in those close close proximities. Uh, I, I'm seeing people pretty relaxed about how, how big they extend their bubble. You know, you can see that from the picnics on the lawn. 
and um, you know not enough mask wearing. And I think uh, people need to realise as well that you need to keep dogs on a leash, don't you, when you're in a public space, because that's an obvious potential means of transmission as well. Yeah, I'm not sure to what extent animals do transmit, but but you're right. Uh, and besides which, you know, unless it's a dog off the lead area of our of our parks, it should be on the lead lead anyway. Mm. Uh, but you know, look, we we all get fed up of following rules, but the rules are there for a reason. I have to say, uh, what happened on the weekend when hundreds of Hamiltonians headed down off Fossil Road in their cars. Not to mingle in Ragging Township, but to go to the beach. Now, I understand that because, you know, we're all drawn to the sea and the sand and the fresh air. That's what kids love. So they went there to get their little area on the beach. But the, every, lots of people had the same idea. And that's actually outside of our bubble, Hamilton. That's not part of Hamilton. So even though they're in level 3-2, we, we should not have gone to Ragland. And we should have stayed closer to home. Um, boring, more boring as that is. That's what we're all having to do to really beat COVID. It keeps Raglan safe too because Raglan doesn't want all of Hamiltonians traipsing in, uh, in and out. And we don't want uh, Raglan people being able to freely access Hamilton quite so much either because that's where there's a high number of active cases. It's important for people to remember, isn't it, that level three is basically level four with takeaways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So um, um, the, the 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 uptake of vaccinations is um, is very important in your mind, like additional uptake, so that Hamilton can get moving again. Yep, um, the government has made it quite clear that um, their plan is contingent on high levels of vaccination, and that's why, of course, they pushed to have that vaccination, which was a successful event and big hats off to all the volunteers and the health carers that were out all weekend helping people through that. They were amazing. Um, but we're not at the targets that the government foresaw um, to, to give us greater freedoms. So I will be sitting by the television on, uh, on Friday at 4 o'clock if that's the time of the announcement and I will be looking very closely at what details are in that um, action plan to get out of COVID. It's starting to be quite a unique experience, isn't it? Us all waiting around our TVs or our radios um, for the announcement, um, as if it's you know an announcement by the Queen back in the you know back in the mid twentieth century. Um, yeah. It's it's a strange thing to be uniting us all, but I think uh, we are doing relatively well. And now um, on the on the brighter side of things, just to um, finish off with, uh, the Waifakareke uh, wetlands are looking oh, yeah. like they could possibly be getting a predator-proof fence built around them. Well, there's going to the first stage, which is just feasibility at this stage, so we're a long way away from putting any fence there at all. Um, obviously, there's no funding in Hamilton's long-term plan for a fence, so that would be the next hurdle, if, if it was proved that a predator-proof fence was the best thing for Waifakareke, then we would have to, you know, go into an annual plan or a long-term plan review, which is the year after next, uh, to consider putting some funding in there and fundraising like they did at Munga Territory um, Sanctuary Island. But look, we're excited about um, uh, the 
scoping study to see what is possible. You know, you will remember as well as I uh, do what wife I think he looks like 15, 16 years ago, which was just a bare paddock, <clears throat> a number of bare paddocks with um, animals in there. And um, and I remember planting one of the first trees uh, down by the edge of the lake itself with Minister Carter at the time. And, uh, you know, 16 years of Arbor Day later, it's a completely transformed um, place. Beautiful. You know, those um, plants tower over you now and some of the kaikati trees which will get to be really huge uh, peaking out um, you know above human height which is really great and uh, you know what's the next step so we've got this wonderful vegetation in there we've got the lake cleaner and more thriving than it's been for the last 50 years how do we get the next winds how do we get back our kaka uh, um, to well I don't know if, to, if Kiwi could ever come back into Waifaka but I imagine if it was absolutely safe, it could. They could. Um, so how do we how do we do that? How do we get our breeding birds back in there so that not only when you walk around there are you enjoying the greenery and the scenery, you are enjoying the bird call. Absolutely, and there are many peat lakes around the Waikato um, that have been uh, restored uh, in a similar way, and indeed. Uh, some including up near Ohopo that uh, already have uh, predator-proof fence around them and are havens for endangered species. So it would be great to have um, an example of that here in Hamilton. Absolutely, because you make a really good point. I've been to the majority of those when I was on Waikato Regional Council. In fact, I remember talking about the Pelays project probably, gosh, this is an age me now, probably 16 or 17 years ago, when David Bellamy, the famous botanist from the UK, came mm. over and had a look at these special eggs. Um, so yes, they've improved greatly. The difference with Waifakareke, and I think this is the point that makes it really special, is that it's in the heart of a city. And city urban, city um, restoration projects are really hard. It's much harder than when you're out in the green areas, you know, um, because uh, housing and human activity does have an impact on nature mm. but being able to put a sanctuary right in the heart of of an urban environment is amazing um, and rare Rudge Klein class, like man, who's a very amazing guy, he came down to one of the open days and was uh, talking about bugs and slugs and other things and told me that it was one of the best restoration projects that he'd seen in quite some time because it the grassroots, you know, there were people doing the work from the very beginning. It wasn't just a project that was funded. People were planting every plant with their hands. They were getting rid of the weeds. They were studying the ecology. Uh, children were down there with school uh, school groups learning about um, native earthworms and all sorts of things. And um, he says that's how uh, learning to love our environment should be. It sounds like it will be empowering for um, for everyone involved um, if this work with Waifakareke progresses. So, yes. um, so yeah, it'll be good to watch that space. Uh, and the other thing, Gary, about that is not to forget that it's adjacent to the fantastic uh, renovation of the front of the zoo with its education centre, new cafe, um, uh, new ex animal experiences at the front, uh, which 
was due to open in December. I'm not quite sure where we're at at that the moment because COVID tends to push everything backwards, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, uh, when that reopens, Hamiltonians will absolutely love it because it's our second most favourite destination um, for Hamiltonians. They just love, you know, whereas the gardens attracts uh, national and international visitors plus locals. The most loved place for locals, and I'm talking about locals in the surrounding area as well, is the Hamilton Zoo. So um, I'm looking forward to being able to get back in there as well. So you can have Waifakareki, one side of the road, lovely plaza, safe plaza connecting them so that you can walk across that road a lot more safely, and that's definitely required. Uh, the zoo, and then the um, Astronomy Society, they've fixed a large telescope, so that's almost good to be reopened. Phenomenal experience, um, we're helping them be part of that whole plaza. But if you've never been down there for an evening, get to one of our open evenings with your family and have a look at the stars, have a look at Matariki, Mars, and the moon on a good night. It's just stunning. I definitely can recommend that. I've been down there myself and there are people there with um, laser pointers that are so strong that they can point at a specific star when they're talking to you about them. You don't even need a telescope really to be absolutely amazed um, standing there. And of course they have to wait till the planes pass by coming into Hamilton Airport before they use their laser pointers. But um, yeah, they have permission to do that. So I found that um, a great experience. Right. So definitely it's recommend It's absolutely incredible, isn't it? And we're working with them to see if there's any way that we can raise funds and help them uh, improve their general facilities around that so that people can enjoy it more. You wouldn't find a nicer group of passionate stargazers if you do that. And last time I went, I learned all about black holes, and um, they're not holes at all, but that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But it was fascinating. You know, the people who understand that stuff and can say it in language that we can all access and enjoy. So imagine that. You've got a zoo, you've got, you've got the observatory, You've got Waifakariki in a lovely triangle of experience right there. Couldn't yeah. get better. Yeah, scientific experience. That's fantastic. Mm. Hamilton Mayor Paula Southgate, thank you so much for coming on the free breakfast. No, thank you. And thank you, everyone. Have a good, safe day out there. Have a nice day. Be safe. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash freefm89 to find out more.